Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, July 29th. I'm your host, Terry Ranga, here with my returning guest, Cicely Everson of Tau Holistics. Cicely is a nationally known health and beauty expert, including being a master herbalist. Cicely serves on the board of Tau Holistics Wellness Foundation, a nonprofit aimed at reducing conditions like ADHD and autism in youth and adults of underserved and misinformed areas. Part one was on July 15th, so please refer back to that program in the archive. Welcome back, Cicely. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Well, Cicely, I promised our listeners that we would pick up with seizures, so this is officially now part five of this interview, segment five, and let's do a very brief recap on what you think autism is, why seizures would be related, and for children who have neurological issues like seizures, what you think about to help. Okay. Um, well, let's start with, uh, with autism in general and some of the environmental factors that can sort of lead to seizure activity. Um, well, a lot of us are bombarded with tons of chemicals, pollutants, um, food additives. The difference between someone without autism and someone with it is that with those environmental factors, their bodies end up recognizing these substances and they become overloaded in a sense. I mean, we all start from a different health standpoint, so it's really hard to determine what's going to work for each person or what's going to be um, a certain person's threshold. So that's what makes it really difficult. Um, but with autism, the way that we see it is really a combination of uh, symptoms that the body is experiencing. And a lot of times these symptoms, when they match a certain number of other people's symptoms, get grouped into this category where, you know, hence you have the autism uh, spectrum um, where each person can have a varying degree of symptoms. So um, when it comes to seizure activity, a lot of times the nervous system is crying out because it needs to be balanced. Number one, that is extremely, extremely important. Um, so we do a lot of herbal therapy, nutrient therapy to really help to balance out the nervous system. But of course, we know everything is intertwined in our wonderful, our wonderfully made bodies. So we also have to look at brain health and then gut health. So those three things really uh, combine together. We really have to treat them um, as though they come together and take a look at supporting the body system so that way the nervous system can sort of take a break and not, um, not be agitated in a sense where the seizures start to come into play. Okay. And, you know, Cicely, you alluded to tipping point in your answer. You were talking about how we all start off at a different place and whether you think that's because of um, the toxic load that we start with, um, and that's um, not saying that a, a particular child wouldn't have autism if they hadn't been deluged with additional toxic insults after birth, but, um, you know, Environmental Working Group found 
toxins uh, were present in many children at birth. Um, but you refer to this tipping point, and that makes me think of uh, published peer-reviewed studies or studies that were used to substantiate using the things that are in our modern-day drugs. And those studies, if they were done right at all in the first place, right. um, and not garbage in, garbage out, or with conflicts of interest, um, by the very manufacturers who sir, who um, stood to gain from the products, um, they may have been done years and years ago on a population that wasn't so close to the toxic tipping point. I talked to a uh, gastroenterological researcher from overseas uh, once, not the famous one who's always in the news that most people would think of, but who said that, like, a child with autism should never take Tylenol. Their gut's just not, not that Tylenol's good for anybody, but just their gut's not in shape to handle this. So here you have some study that says X number of people, it's okay for them to take this, but the studies may have been years ago on a population that wasn't so close to the tipping point what do you think? That, yeah, well, again, you brought up a lot of good points, too. I had a lot of things swirling through my head. Well, you know, one thing I, I share with people is when you're looking at a research study, just as you suspected, Terry, you always have to look at, think about it, who's funding the study? And it doesn't mean that you have to play devil's advocate or be a conspiracy theorist. It just means, just use a little common sense. Who's, uh, you know, funding the study? Who's behind it? If it's a huge, uh, you know, pharmaceutical company who's behind the study, you've got to ask yourself, what are they looking to benefit from the study? If it's a smaller, more independent study, then you have to take a look at that as well. Now, you know, clinical trials and these types of large research studies cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. So it's going to be really difficult for, you know, when you see very small independent groups that do studies, they're typically not going to be as large. So that can sort of give you an indication when you're looking at a study where they've, you know, done studies on, you know, thousands of people. There's a lot of money involved in that. So absolutely, like you said, take a look at who's funding it because you want to make, you know, the best choice and you really want to be discerning when you're looking through all of this stuff. And I know it can get really overwhelming. And really just using your common sense. And like you said, where are the people, you know, who they're testing? Are they in areas where the, where the environment and the air is polluted and as compromised as, you know, most uh, of us here in America? Well, you know, that's a question to ask yourself, you know, because, and like you said, with the uh, Tylenol, again, with acetaminophen, um, which is just, just a generic, uh, you know, name for that drug, that class of drugs, you know, there are more deaths from uh, liver failure from acetaminophen overuse than from other liver issues like cirrhosis of the liver or that sort of thing. So we really have to start taking a really um, an elementary view um, and just really simplifying things because I think we're all overwhelmed with stuff in the news and, you know, we can hop on the Internet and find whatever we want with a click of our mouth, but we really have to take a look at it from a really simplified, you know, view and say, okay, let me just use my common sense here and just ask questions, you know. So I think that, that you brought up a really good point. Yes, absolutely. Use due diligence. You know, don't throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks, whatever it is. Um, 
you know, if before starting or changing any significant uh, biomedical regimen, please consult with your experienced healthcare consultant who oversees the uh, client's overall program and can get you plugged in with objective laboratory testing, et cetera. So, Cicely, how do you help children's behavior and mood? That's a big issue with ADHD and autism. Oh, yes. That's huge. Okay, well, first, just um, let me digress. I want to just bring up something that I, I may have mentioned in part one. In terms of the neurological issues, whether it's uh, seizure activity or whether it's something more related to um, ADD or ADHD, um, when we look at the cells that transmit the nerve impulses, they're called neurons, our gut contains more neurons than our spinal cord. And when we think about the nervous system, we typically think about our spine, our brain, but just to really put it in perspective, I want people to really think of your gut as being like this main, almost like the core of our very being. So that's extremely important to think about. Okay, so with ADD and ADHD, um, behavior and mood, you know, we always start with the diet. We ask lots of questions, you know, and we ask clients, okay, what are you eating? What is the child eating if it's a child who has the ADHD? Um, what does your typical diet look like? Well, the, the problem is that most people are consuming food from the standard American diet or SAD, which is the acronym, and I think that's pretty ironic, but most people are consuming food from this. Even if, you know, you do your very best at home to, to feed your child healthy foods, but you have to look at what's in a lot of the schools. We're dealing with highly refined uh, sugars and carbohydrates, which are doing so much damage to the body. Even if you're walking around and you don't think you have symptoms, you think you're pretty healthy. If you're consuming refined foods like that, oh, my goodness, they're doing damage to the gut as well as to your immune system, and they're, they're definitely going to hinder your concentration. So for kids with ADHD, um, if they have the hyperactivity, um, which is a big problem, it usually means that their glutamate levels, which glutamate is one of the neurotransmitters, they're always excited. So the child is always hyperactive or it's hard for them to focus. And one thing that you can do, what parents can do, one simple place to start is to sort of examine your diet and look at how many of those foods contain glutamate. Okay, so a parent might say, well, I don't know what in the world that is. Well, we've heard of MSG, which uh, is short for monosodium glutamate, and is like a silent killer. It's in so many different products, more than what actually label it as monosodium glutamate. So the first place to start could be, Examine your diet. Go in your, in your kitchen, read the ingredient labels, and see if you can find monosodium glutamate. But even in um, some of the uh, famous chicken soup for kids or soup, uh, kids' soup cans, you can look on the back of that, and a lot of times you'll find MSG. You have to be almost like a detective. Yeah, and the, the Dittmans and I went out to a, a restaurant and um, asked about food. What food there didn't have any MSG in it? Uh, I think it was the spoon. Maybe the fork didn't have MSG. But it was really, really hard to find a food at the restaurant that didn't have MSG, even in things you wouldn't usually think might have. You're or things absolutely you wouldn't right. Think it might be safe. And then, and then even if something is gluten-free, casein-free, it doesn't mean that it's not going to have something in it that will cause an adverse reaction in your child. You may be trying to do applied behavior analysis lessons and give the child uh, 
say, a little round, uh, colorful, candy-coated candy as a reward, but how's it, so they'll do their ABA lessons well for half an hour and then be swinging off the chandeliers for the rest of the day. What right. good is that? So, and also in, in the schools, if they're doing lessons and giving foods that will cause a sensitivity reaction in a given child, even if it's something like gluten from a pretzel or something like that, mm-hmm. don't create the very behaviors that you're allegedly trying to provide therapy for. That makes no sense. It's really the most humane and merciful thing to find out what's going on with that unique, particular child's underlying physiology mm-hmm. and then respect what their body can and can't handle, yeah. whether it's food, whether it's sensory input, teachers not wearing perfume in the room, what are the lights like, are they fluorescent, is the noise from the air conditioner uh, being problematic. Look at all of these things, respect mm-hmm. that child. We're going to take a break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll be right back with Cicely Everson, and her website is www.tao.com. T-A-O, holistics.com. Please also visit during the break uh, Hemp Meds PX website, www.hempmedspx.com. You don't have to move from your radio. You don't have to move from your state. You can get wonderful tested uh, cannabidiol oil, CBD oil, shipped right to your door. It's legal in all 50 states and over 40 countries. The... 20% 20% off discount code for July is A1Radio7. That's A1Radio7. numeral It will be updated each month, so if you're listening to this archive in a month other than July, please check a current show, and please check out HempMedsPX.com for real scientific hemp oil. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Holy hormones, honey! Every week, this groundbreaking radio show brings you insight about hormone fluctuations, addressing the core biological issues that cause mood disorders, and offers a general support center for women everywhere at any stage in their lives. Host Leslie Carol Botha has the passion and drive to help you make informed decisions about your well-being and reclaim your life. Holy Hormones, Honey, sponsored by True Hope Incorporated, the leaders in brain health, is broadcast live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. 
There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Cicely Everson of Tau Holistic. Cicely, you have a few websites. Yes. Um, so you can visit us at our main website, which Terry gave you over the break, which is www.tauholistics.com, and that's T-A-O, holistics.com. Now, we also have uh, therawhippie.com and Evolve with Tau, Evolve with no E on the end. And all of those sites you can find from our main site, Tau Holistic. So you don't have to try to remember them all. Just remember the main one, and you can find us. You can find us from there. So before the break, Cicely, um, I had mentioned something about how it respects the child to look at their individual situation, whether it's physiological, dietary, sensory, um, in a school or other situation, and you wanted to pick up with that. Yes, because, um, you know, I think that a lot of times people, we just don't get it. We don't understand because food is so readily available, drugs are so readily available that we listen to people who, we feel are in a position um, of either authority or power or they know a lot more than us, you know, educationally, and so we trust them. And there's nothing wrong with being trusting, but I think people do need to do more due, more due diligence, like you mentioned earlier. So um, when it comes to the foods that we're eating, what you're feeding your child, really read labels, take a look at it. I like to compare our bodies to that of a car, and this is not a new analogy, um, but if you have a really expensive car and you know that you can only use mid-grade or high-grade fuel, that's what you're going to use because you've made an investment in this really expensive car that you probably clean more often than parts of your house, and you know that if you don't take care of it or you don't put the right gas in it, it's going to fall apart. They may not do it overnight, but almost just like a chronic disease in the body. Little by little, things will start to happen because you aren't taking care of it. So what fuels our bodies is food. So we have to take a look at that from a very, very basic, basic view. What are you fueling your body with? So every bite of food that you take is fuel for your body. It's either low-grade or low-vibration food, or it's either high-grade or high-vibration food. So think about that because a lot of times we invest so much in these other things because we're spending money on it that we're not thinking about our bodies as being more important. If we're not here, then there's nobody here to, to clean or drive those cars. So really think about that. And so respect your body in that manner and respect the child's body, you know, like you were saying, Terry, because every, every person's body will react differently to every food, to every drug. And, you know, when we talked about the excess glutamate levels um, with ADHD children, you know, those glutamate levels can also be increased by candida overgrowth, which we talked about in Part 1. So if you or your child has a candida overgrowth or the, um, the gut is just not balanced, the microflora is imbalanced, which means there's a lot of yeast overgrowing, then that can actually produce excess glutamate. So one thing that you can do with kids 
who are hyperactive. In addition to cleansing the gut, which we talked about, uh, magnesium is a very vital mineral. Magnesium not only relaxes the nervous system, so whenever you see muscle spasms or twitches, magnesium that's a sign that you have a magnesium deficiency. So it not only relaxes the nervous system, but it will also help to reduce the excess glutamate. So that's something simple that you can do that you can give your child in the evening. It's a relaxant. It will also help them with sleep if that's an issue. Wow. And, you know, just a note on supplements. Get them from a really pure source. You don't want to be thinking you're doing something good and actually be inputting additional contaminants. Um, Definitely check out the purity of your source of supplements. So, uh, you know, you mentioned the word food, that there's a lot of food available, Sicily. But Mm -hmm. I would say that it's more like there are a lot of food-like poisons available. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there are a lot of food. I I took a relative to a grocery store, a wonderful grocery store with a very, you know, large, uh, plentiful and colorful organic food section. It was beautiful. And I'm like... This is live food. Mm-hmm. The bag of the bag of wilted produce, sad looking produce in your grocery store, your mainstream grocery store back home, is dead. So we have happy food, sad food, a lot live food speaking life <laughs> to your body, or right. dead food speaking death to your body. And another thing you were you were talk we were talking about the treats and the reinforcers for kids. I saw this video about yeast. And how years and years ago, fat was vilified and sugar was added. And really, good fats are good for kids. Oh, and yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the other way around. And in that little colorful candy, it's not just, yeah, you've got the sugars and the, the food dyes and the excitotoxins and it's yeast producing, etc. Yes, and you know, I'm glad that you talked about fat. Um, good, healthy, saturated fats are good for you. So don't believe the hype. What it's, one thing that irritates me so much is when I see um, people rushing for a no-fat or a low-fat diet. Okay, when you think of vitamins, we have there are water-soluble vitamins like vitamin C, um, vitamin B, the vitamins that you have to take constantly because you're going to urinate them out. Then you also have fat-soluble vitamins. The easiest way to remember those is that all of the fat-soluble vitamins, um, when you arrange them to spell out a word, it can spell out the word fake, S-A-K-E-D. So vitamin F, vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin E, vitamin D. Those are all fat-soluble vitamins. Well, guess what? If you're on a no or low-fat diet, then your body's not going to hold on to those vitamins that you take. Those vitamins are fat-soluble because they can only be assimilated and broken down by fat. So if we're not consuming fat, then we're either wasting money on supplements um, that we're taking, thinking that our body is going to absorb them, um, and you're just not getting it. So now you wind up with a deficiency, with a vitamin deficiency instead. And we know that something like vitamin D3 is so important, and D3 is safer than D2, natural vitamin D3 as opposed to pharmaceutical D2, right. which you have to be, you have to be really mm-hmm. careful about that one. 
Uh, and another thing that's really good for people that's free is sunlight. You know, have the oh, kids yes. do their lessons out in the sunlight between like 8 and 11 in the morning. Yes, and can I interject really quickly? With the vitamin D3, you want to take it with a fatty meal. So if you eat a, tend to eat a heavier meal at lunch or at dinner, whenever that is for you, <clears throat> take your vitamin D at that time because your body's going to absorb it much better. And with the sun, don't get caught up in wearing extremely high SPF for, uh, with sunscreen. When you are wearing an SPF, you are blocking your skin's ability to absorb the vitamin D3. So we're defeating the purpose. I know we've all been fed a lot of information about skin cancer. Of course it exists. Of course it is possible. If you're starting from a deficit, then that would be a different situation. You do have to be very careful. But like you said, Terry, going outside and getting that free vitamin D without sunscreen on is vital to your health. We want to get as much as we can from the most natural source. And it doesn't get any more natural than getting it straight from the sun. So, you know, my producer of the show likes me to ad-lib a little bit. You know, I tend to be stiff and technical, have that kind of a style, but she likes me to ad-lib and be conversational. And I think I can do that with you, Cicely. Oh, so, <laughs> so I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say, so much of what we've heard is BS. That one's for you, Karen, BS. Okay, so we have been socialized fluoridated and vaccinated out of common sense. Yes, yes. And, you know, you brought, up, you brought up fluoride, which I'm not sure if we talked about in part one. Okay, fluoride is added to the main water stream. So when you get faucet water, tap water, uh, a soft drink out anywhere that uses tap water, you've got fluoride. And, of course, we know chlorine is in there as well, which is really damaging. But fluoride will destroy enzymes. So... We talked a little, I believe, about enzymes. So if you're drinking fluoridated water, not only will it destroy enzymes, but let's just be real. Fluoride was used many, many years ago to make people more docile. Um, you know, you can look it up, spend time doing the research, but there's a lot about fluoride that is horrible for your health. Um, my daughter just had a dentist appointment the other day, and, you know, I'm very clear with them, you know, no fluoride treatments. Unfortunately, where I am, we don't have a holistic dentist yet, but I had to be very clear, no fluoride treatment. And who cares how people look at you, what they think of you? You have to take your health and your children's health into your own hands. But like you said, the fluoride, the ingredients in the vaccines, I mean, a lot of this stuff is here for us. Do the research, look it up, use your time on the computer, make it valuable, and look at trusted sources, independent sources, and really start finding out what's in a lot of what what we're consuming. There you go. And I know you're being... Uh, careful about saying this on air, but I think with the fluoride you were referring to death camps in Europe in the middle of the last century. Yes. Yep. So for everyone listening, that is the same fluoride that is being put into your water system at home. So either get a, I suggest getting a water filter. Um, You can start with what you can afford. You don't have to stress yourself out over it, but start by either drinking a trusted source of bottled water um, or getting a, a simple water filter at home. And that goes for your shower as well. Now, for people who have gut issues, they typically have skin issues. I know this is getting off the, off the path a little, but if you have skin issues like eczema or dermatitis and you probably have digestive issues as well, um, taking a shower or filling up the bathtub, which is even worse, with 
chlorinated, fluoridated water is going to exacerbate the problem. So by getting a $15 or $20, you know, filter to go on your shower head will make a world of difference if you've got, you know, some skin issues. And if you're using a reverse osmosis filter uh, in your house, please drain that a few times a week and don't let bacteria build up. And also you can use Epsom salt. In your bath, you can also find a good Epsom salt cream. Uh, and you can put on Epsom salt cream after uh, if the only place to swim is a chlorinated pool. You can use Epsom salt after that. We will be right back with Sicily here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. But don't move from your radio. Don't move from your state. Again, you can get CBD oil shipped right to your door. This is wonderful. Um, Hemp Meds PX CBD Rich Hemp Oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. The 20% off discount code for July is A1Radio7. Please visit them at hempmedspx.com, and we will be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Cicely Everson, and this is one of the most fun show series uh, I've had, and I can't remember since when. We're going to eventually hit Mom's Health and... Uh, or talk about that, talk about uh, enhancing health for mom, and that will probably be in a subsequent show on part segment 1243. But right <laughs> now, we're going to talk about the organs. Now, we have to be really careful when we embark upon detoxing kids. Um, you know, there's some people 
who talk about going low and slow and not overwhelming organs. So, Cicely, are there relationships between the liver and the kidneys and how we detoxify the body, especially in a little kiddo? And should we be detoxing through urine or poop? Should poop always be working before we uh, embark upon detoxing? Okay, well, you brought up a lot of wonderful points. Okay, so we talked about how everyone starts from a different health standpoint. Well, the same thing goes when you're thinking about detoxifying the body. If a person is very elderly or very frail or they have some, uh, some current uh, conditions um, that maybe inhibit their, their daily lifestyle and, and things that are going on in their lives, then you definitely want to make sure that you are talking with a physician about it before you decide to even work with someone to detoxify, just sort of as a disclaimer. Um, but detoxification is amazing. It's like, oh, well, you know, some people call me the gut guru because I, I just love working with the gut, and I can sit at the dinner table and talk about poop and all that stuff, and it doesn't bother me. But it, detoxification is amazing, even for the little ones. Of course, again, you want to be very careful and work with someone who can help guide you if you're working with a small child or with a baby. Um, my daughter is six, and she does the kid colon cleanse syrup on a pretty regular basis, um, and there are definitely easy ways that you can incorporate some fun things for kids where they have absolutely no idea that you're detoxing them. So when you detox the body, it's important that you know that there is an order that you want to stick to. Um, that's the one issue that I have with products. If you go to a store and you see a seven-day kit or a, a three-day you know, weekend cleanse, it, there's no way that you can clean years and years, a lifetime, in many people's cases, of accumulated waste in a weekend or a week. If that's the case, we'd all be walking pictures of health. So you want to make sure that whenever you detox, let's say you were working with us, for example, uh, first of all, we're going to give you a little bit of education about the body systems and how you eliminate. Because like you said, Terry, we are eliminating through a variety of sources. We're eliminating every time we go to urinate. We're eliminating through our bowels. We are also eliminating through our Skin. That comes out in the form of sweat, but also um, if the skin is congested, it's going to come out in the form of eczema or rosacea or psoriasis. Um, and so we eliminate a lot of different ways. So we always want to start with the bowels. And this is something that's really simple. You can jot down notes if you're listening and you're new to detoxification. You always want to start by opening up the bowels. That's, you know, I kind of look at that as like the interstate. That's like the main highway. You've got to keep it clear. When it gets backed up, there are problems. So we always start with the bowels, and then we typically move into, and in terms of a time frame, if you're wondering, um, we really like to spend two to three months on each organ. Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to take you a lifetime to detox. We can sort of do it in a stair step sort of a fashion. So we may begin with the bowels, and then two weeks later, we may add in um, the liver cleansing herbs and supplements. And when we cleanse the liver, we like to also support the pancreas as well. Sometimes that's often forgot about. But, you know, with people who are diabetics, you can absolutely reverse, uh, you know, your diabetes by strengthening your pancreas so that it's producing the right amount of insulin. So we start with the bowels, we move to the liver, um, the kidneys are really important. And Terry, I know sometimes, um, even with the little guys, the little kids who may be suffering from whether it's autism or ADHD, um, their bodies are overloaded. Our liver is like our main, um, it's our main warehouse. Its job is to neutralize and eliminate any toxins that don't belong in the body. But if we're accumulating waste from environmental pollution and from additives in our food, 
then our liver gets backed up. It can't do its job. And then that's when toxins circulate through the body, and then it can manifest as anything. So I don't want people to think that it's only going to manifest as ADD or ADHD or eczema. It can manifest as anything. Um, so once we cleanse the liver, we move to the kidneys and the bladder. That's really important. Your kidneys, you know, the kidneys are interesting because not only are they responsible for our bladder, you know, produces our urine, but um, the kidneys actually regulate our blood pressure. The kidneys have a lot to do with our equilibrium and our balance. So for people who maybe always seem a little dizzy or um, just not the most stable, a lot of times that could be a kidney issue. If you've got consistently high blood pressure, um, the kidneys are often um, in need of a little help. You can even take a look at some people may have puffiness under the eyes. If it's dark and puffy sometimes, that, that signals that there may be a water retention issue and the kidneys need some support. Um, and then we move into cleansing the blood. Um, and what I like to tell people is, you know, if it sounds overwhelming at first, think about your body, the very basics of how our bodies are made, and it all starts with our cells. So the goal with detoxification is no matter what organ you're cleansing, we want to get down to the cellular level. That's really where all the energy comes from. So even with autistic individuals, you know what I found, Terry, is that a lot of autistic individuals have an issue with cell energy. And so what that tells me is that their cells are, are being blocked um, or they, they could be greasy depending on the types of foods that are being eaten, and their cells aren't able to produce the energy, which then, you know, sends all these different signals through our bodies. So if it's going haywire, then, you know, that. That is the reason why we see along the spectrum a lot of different variations and what some people with autism can do and what others can't do. So those are the basic body organs. We want to detox the bowels, the liver, the kidneys, the blood, and focus on getting down to the cellular level. And for people who are wondering about the skin, your skin is, is a direct, um, it's directly related to your liver and blood. So when you detox the liver and the blood, your skin issues will disappear for the most part. So how can you tell the difference between uh, an allergic reaction on your skin being from detoxing or a sensitivity to a food or drug or being from something like mastocytosis or things like that? Okay, so when you have uh, skin irritation... Well, it, if you come in contact with something, um, and which would be called contact dermatitis, that's what your doctor would label it as. Uh, let's say you wear a wool sweater. You've never worn a wool sweater before, but it just sets your skin off. Typically, whenever you come in contact with something um, that your skin doesn't like, if you're allergic to it, you're going to have pretty much an immediate response to it. Um, so whether it's maybe a new detergent or a new perfume, if your skin doesn't like it, you're going to know pretty soon, um, and that would be called more of a contact dermatitis. Um, now, that could also signal that you've got what they call a multiple chemical sensitivity, which means that it, it is a good idea for you to detox because now your body thinks of everything as an allergen. But um, so it would be pretty immediate if you have a contact with something like a, you know, like a, something poisonous or something that your skin doesn't like. Now, in terms of um, what, what we're talking about, food allergies as well, if, you're, if you eat something, well, now there is a difference between a food allergy and a food sensitivity. Um, if you eat something and you become and you find out that you're allergic to it or you just don't feel well, typically if it shows up in your skin, you're going to have hives. 
Um, it could be isolated patches, but for a lot of people, they're going to have hives, which could be full body. It could range from a patch to full body. Um, so just different things to think about um, in terms of the skin. But again, it always points back to what's going on inside of your body. Because even with a sensitivity or a food allergy, a lot of that can be reversed by repairing the gut wall. Right. As the gut goes, so goes the body. And if you take an antibiotic and it gives you colitis and then you suddenly notice that you've developed hay fever that you didn't have before and you start getting allergic to a lot more things, something has definitely gone awry. That's true. Antibiotics, that's, yeah. Um, You know, we talk about wanting to avoid antibiotics, which is really, really important because just like, you you know, we talked, you know, um, off air, Terry, you know, about antibiotics and how just even taking one pill can do a lot of damage. So each time you swallow an antibiotic, which is the easiest way for me to envision it, each time you swallow an antibiotic pill, you're killing the beneficial, the good bacteria. So you may be getting rid of whatever the substance is that is causing your body, you know, a reaction, but you are getting rid of all the good bacteria as well. And when that happens, so goes the balance of your, of your intestinal microflora. So now you're giving yeast a chance to grow um, into large colonies and they can sort of take over the body. And when that, which is also called dysbiosis, when that dysbiosis happens, remember we talked about elevated yeast and how they can also elevate the glutamate. So if you're an adult and you have issues focusing um, and your attention span is not what you think it should be, you can't concentrate, a lot of that can stem from the damage that antibiotics can do, you know. And also look at what you're eating because sometimes a lot of people say, well, well, I'm not, you know, I don't really take antibiotics, but I eat food, I eat meat. And guess what? There are antibiotics being fed to our food every day the animals on a daily basis. So what are you really eating? You know, that's really important to look at. Yeah, and maybe it's in the water supply, too, from tap water. Oh, <laughs> what do you think? Another possibility. Um, I heard that, you know, you mentioned herbs, uh, but we've been stressing that protocols are individualized. Um, and I heard that even taking something like, Milk thistle needs to be done thoughtfully because our body needs to be able to make it through all of the steps in the processes of detoxification when embarking upon one. Um, you may think you're flushing Absolutely. something out in step number, you know, two or one or two of the detoxification process, but you you need to be able to conjugate. You need to be able to complete the detoxification process. You need to be able to poop, etc. What do you think about that? Uh, you know what? I, well, it just made me think of something that um, I definitely want to inform people of. You're absolutely right. When you detox, it doesn't matter what sort of a detoxification program it is, you always have to know, and if you're working with someone, hopefully they're sharing this with you, um, there's pretty much going to be what's called a healing crisis. Now, it doesn't have to be severe, but basically what a healing crisis is is that a few days after you begin a detoxification regimen, um, you may start to experience healing symptoms. And it's no different than falling down, scraping your knee, and uh, it always hurts worse before it gets better. So it may not hurt right at the point of scraping it, but a couple of days later you're like, oh, wow, it's really sore, before it scabs up and then it feels better and it goes away. It's no different with detoxing. 
a healing crisis, you know, when you, if you start to experience symptoms like cold or flu symptoms or a headache or even skin rashes, that is all very normal. Now, the severity of it will just depend on the level of toxins that you have in your body. So that's something that people need to keep in mind. You have to push through. And usually the healing crisis will only last for a few days. Um, Again, it just varies per person. But just know that. And like you said, Terry, you have to stick with it. And, man, when you come out on the other side of it, you're going to have so many benefits, not even physically, not even just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Once you get the junk out, you can really start to have mental clarity and think again, and it's, it's amazing. Well, I understand the part about the healing crisis and that being a normal part, but how do we know the difference between a healing crisis and when something doesn't really agree with our unique metabolic system? Okay, so if you have symptoms that persist, um, or that are different than what your practitioner goes over with you, then that's something that we would always say, go to your physician, let them know what you're experiencing, and then they can let you know if they feel like it's something that is going to require a diagnosis or if it's an allergy, you can get specific tests done. Um, because for some people, they've never consumed some of the herbs that are in, you know, in a bowel cleanse product, for example. Um, if you don't know of anything that you're sensitive to, then you really won't know. But if you do experience symptoms that persist, let's say, for longer than a week or you feel like you're just really feeling worse, it's interfering with your daily, you know, regimen of things that you do on a regular basis, then by all means, check in with your doctor. Hopefully, you have an open-minded one um, who can say, okay, well, let's take a look and let's see what's going on. But generally speaking, with a healing crisis, um, the most common symptoms are those of feeling like you have a stuffy nose. Um, or flu, or you may feel like, you know, you've got a runny nose, itchy eyes, things that you're definitely going to see um, decline, and they, they will disappear. And uh, if it's a true healing crisis, activated charcoal can be used, I hear, if it's a, a true Herxheimer reaction. Yes. Activated charcoal is a natural substance that will absorb poisons and toxins so that your body doesn't absorb them. So it basically... When you take an activated charcoal capsule, it will absorb all of those toxins, neutralize them, and then your body will eliminate them. And that's also great for food poisoning, um, nausea, if you feel like that's stemming from something that you may have had that didn't agree with you. Um, activated charcoal is great. It's one of those things that is inexpensive, great to have on hand. The shelf life of it is great. It's just a good thing to have, like, in a first aid, in an, in an herbal or holistic first aid kit. Yeah, good to have activated charcoal in the house. Please look at the instructions for um, timing on it of when it can or cannot be taken in conjunction uh, with medications, for example. Also, probiotics are really good to have in the house, especially if you feel you must take an antibiotic. Taking a good quality probiotic um, midway in between doses of antibiotics and Please don't get your supplements at the discount swap meet. Uh, please screen all supplements for contaminants and purity. We will be right back with Cicely Everson uh, reminding you about HempMed's PX. And my radio listeners can even find a laboratory report online attesting to the high quality brought to the public by HempMed's. Please visit them at www.hempmedspx.com. We'll be right back. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Do you or someone you love struggle with Alzheimer's disease or some other disorder? Many times, there is not an adequate support forum where you can learn from and discuss topics from top guest experts. Tune in to Neuromatters, the brink of Alzheimer's with Dr. Sam Brinkman. Although thought of as a disease that affects only older individuals, increasingly, symptoms are being found in people who are in their 40s and 50s. Get the answers. Neuromatters airs live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back here at Voice America with Cicely Everson of Tau Holistics, www.tauholisticsplural.com. And we will be back in a subsequent show, segment number 9,542, to talk about mom's health. But right now, Cicely is going to share with us practical take-home tips for parents to start with their kids who have autism, ADHD, et cetera, right now. Okay, great. I know we keep trying to squeeze in every bit of information, but the truth is we want to give it, we want to, give it to you right, so we want to give you enough of it um, so that we feel like you can digest it. So um, a few things to keep in mind, um, whether you're dealing with an autistic individual, whether it's a child or someone else in your family, or you feel like you're relatively healthy, um, when you get, you know, a diagnosis from the doctor or you feel like you've got this issue or this kind of condition, we like to tell people just, you know, unlabel whatever the disease is and breathe because, number one, all it is is a label. You know, you can take a look at whatever the symptoms are, but always ask the bigger why. What is it about your diet and your lifestyle that you can possibly change to help relieve what these symptoms are? And, of course, work with the practitioner who's qualified to help you along the way. And, you know, incorporate meditation if possible. It doesn't matter even if it's for five minutes. It can be right before you close your eyes at night or before you get out of the bed. Um, and, you know, we like to also, Terry, we teach people about tapping, and um, which is also called emotional freedom technique or EFT. There's a gazillion sources online. But when you tap along the meridians of the body, that actually helps to unblock blocked energy, and it can be really, really powerful, even for people with autism and other issues. So um, that's something that we really like to have people incorporate. 
but getting quiet and really just help, you know, just being by yourself at some point during the day, even if it's for five minutes, can go a really long way. Um, in terms of uh, with dietary changes, um, you really want to just try to make the healthiest choices across the food spectrum. That's, that's the easiest, most general way that I can, that I can put it. Uh, we've talked about a lot of different things from food additives to, um, you know, foods that may have, have MSG, genetically modified foods. So make the healthiest choices across the food spectrum. If it means you've got to Google something from the aisle in the store, um, I know I've done that, then by all means do it. If it means you have to call the, your favorite manufacturer because you have a question about it, you know, do it, absolutely. So make the healthiest choices across the food spectrum and respect your child or your diet and what your body can or cannot tolerate in terms of food sensitivities. Um, a lot of people have issues with, well, it's expensive. I can't do, I can't have a different diet for this person in the household and something different for the rest of us. You can, you can. It just takes time and patience and just try to make healthier choices. And um, also make sure, like you mentioned, Terry, know where your supplements come from. Whole food supplements are really best. Um, that's what we do a lot in our practice. Um, even something as simple as if I had to pick one product for nutritional support, um, a super greens powder or a multivitamin powder, <clears throat> which actually has over 65 fruits, vegetables, herbs, um, something as simple as that one product that you can scoop, put it, mix into, you know, some organic apple juice or whatever beverage that you prefer and you will get a ton of vitamins, minerals, amino acids. Um, things are very vital for your health. So in terms of nutritional support, you can start your day uh, with what could also be called a green drink or something like that, and just sort of slow life down. Whatever your life entails, stop multitasking as much. Um, we're not going to get an award for it no matter how much we do it, and less digital stimulation. So if you've got iPads and phones and you know, the flat screen TVs, less is more. You know, when you go to bed, try not to fall asleep with your phone or your tablet in your hand. Just really slow life down and just try to live a, a little more simply. And in terms of diet, just make choices as healthy as you can. So what I'm getting here is, uh, Cicely, you want us to put simplifying life on our to-do list. <laughs> right. So... If you must multitask, yes, add that to your to-do list. Simplify life. Because at the end of the day, we can't control what we can't control. We want to trick ourselves into thinking that we can, but if we know we're not going to get done something on our to-do list, it's no sense in stressing over it. So, slow life down. And listeners, remember to take joy in your child. Cicely, thanks for being with us again today. Oh, I had a great time. I can't wait for part uh, 1,000. Yeah, okay. So, listeners, remember to look up Cicely at Tau Holistics, www.tauholistics.com. And don't forget to register for free for the Autism One Thrive Conference, which is August 29th at the Sheraton Universal in Universal City, California, www.autismone.org. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. 